is Going On True Crime Fans. I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Surprise random episode here. Thanks for tuning in. We are here because one of our listeners named Tess is a legend, and we think that she cracked the Ruth Price 911 call. And we also got a ton of other responses on that episode, and we had other people like sending some interesting information which we will share here as well. So also a big shout out to Brittany and Amy. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Tess. Thank you, Brittany and Amy. So we're going to give you guys all the additional information that they found with their permission, of course. But if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, go listen to episode 162 of Going West on the Ruth Price 911 call, or else none of this is going to make any sense. So, all right, guys, this is episode 162, part two of Going West. So let's get into it. So before going into this episode, we want to play that call again. And if you don't want to hear it, just fast forward one minute but we'll play it again right now. Uh, this is the Ruth Price of 3877. What's the problem, ma'am? Oh, there's some guy been um, checking the place out. How? Oh. Well, he went in the back. I have an apartment in the back, and he said he was looking for a guy. And he comes to my door. And... Yes? And uh, said he's uh, looking for an apartment. So I'm a, I live alone, and I'm an old lady. Mm-hmm. I'm where where is he now, ma'am? I don't have no idea. So to kind of recap on our episode from a week ago on the Ruth Price 911 call, we came to a pretty concrete conclusion that the Ruth Price in the call was the one from San Diego who died in 1994 and lived at 3877 35th Street, which led us to believe that she did not die during the call, but instead was either just afraid or attacked and then she later died from something else. But we got so much feedback on this episode Because in the end of the episode, we mentioned that, you know, maybe if we figured out who lived there, they could have some information on how Ruth Price died and if the call actually included her death or if it was something else. So one of our wonderful listeners named Brittany, who is a realtor in Arizona, emailed us that she looked into the property owner of 3877 35th Street via tax records and found that it's owned by the Orem Brothers LLC. And it's been exchanged within the family since at least 1998, which is after Ruth died, of course. But since other records state that the home was last sold in 1986, Brittany's records could indicate that it stayed in that family, the Orem family, between 1986 and 1998 as well, and then up until today. So another listener named Amy found their tax records too and sent us a bunch of information that also proved the Orem brothers own it. Just, you know, meaning that it was not owned within Ruth's family, nor was it owned by Ruth, meaning she just likely rented. So in our last episode, we also mentioned that we found the home to be a multifamily home. And these records from Brittany and Amy also prove this, and it's actually a duplex. So Ruth sang in the call that she had an apartment in the back, 
that would make sense. Right. And I also want to mention, if you sent us something, and we're not mentioning your name, like if you gave us some information after listening to the episode, it's probably because we didn't see it because there's been so much feedback on this episode, but we appreciate you all the same. So let's get into the meat of this and, you know, what we would call the lowdown. So one of our listeners, Tess, as we mentioned in the intro of this episode, dug really deep into Ruth Mildred Price, who, remember, was born Ruth Mildred Starr after listening to our episode. And she used her Ancestry.com account to uncover that Ruth went to Central High School in Pueblo, Colorado, and later married a man named William Walter Price. So there's the husband's name that we couldn't find. They also had two daughters, and Walter died in 1972, so this confirms that Ruth would have lived alone. Now, back to Amy for a second. So Amy sent us an obituary the other day via email for Ruth Mildred Price, and this came from obitsarchive.com. So it shows via the San Diego Union Tribune that on Tuesday, May 17, 1994, Ruth Price died, quote, after a long illness. We don't know what this illness is, but she died after a long one. Then it goes on to say, quote, She's survived by two daughters, Barbara Gray and Patricia Mashburn, six grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. Family requests contributions to Grossmont Hospice in lieu of flowers. The obituary that we found from ancientfaces.com that we discussed in last week's episode states this very same date and location, so we can kind of confirm this but it didn't include any other information regarding cause of death or family. So this is actually a really great find on Amy's part that really doesn't look like it's anywhere else online, not even through Ancestry or newspapers.com. So really good job, Amy. And by the way, both Tess and Amy sent us a screenshot or a snapshot, whatever you want to call it, of Ruth's high school yearbook photo, which we posted on our socials in case you want to see. And also, I think it's interesting that it states that she passed after a long illness because this is legit exactly what it says that Ruth Price of Springfield, Missouri died from in 1988, who we briefly discussed in last week's episode. You know, not that dying after a long illness is like rare later in life, but I I just thought that was kind of interesting. So anyway, uh, I didn't mention this in the last episode, but a few days before we recorded the Ruth Price episode, I did reach out to the San Diego Police Department Eastern Division because uh, Ruth Price of San Diego lived in the Eastern portion. And I, you know, I asked them if there were any records of an assault or a break-in at 3877 35th Street in San Diego between 1986 and 1994. So I picked 1986 to give a little space between what we had originally believed was the correct year of the call, 1988. Which, spoiler alert, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) But anyway, they were super nice and they emailed me back right away directing me to the records division saying that they didn't know how they stored old police records, but that he knew that they were handwritten back then. So after transferring me via email, the police records clerk said, quote, "'Sorry, no, we do not have those reports anymore.'" Those reports have been purged when SDPD went to CRMS. The only reports records we have from that long ago are homicide, sex crimes, and child abuse. So this morning when we saw all of Tess's findings, I was, you know, going to email them regarding 1980, which is the year that we're going to be talking about here. But, you know, if they didn't have 1986 to 1994... They certainly will not have 1980. Right. So sadly, there isn't any information from the very helpful San Diego Police Department, but Tess pulled through. 
And before we get into that, by the way, I did also ask if there were any homicides at that address between those dates, since they apparently have those records, but I never heard back. And this was right before New Year's, so it's understandable. So Tess checked out our episode last week on Ruth Price and began doing some digging, since her big-time hobby is genealogy, and she's obviously pretty good at it, as you'll see. So as we stated, she uncovered information about Ruth's family, and she also discovered that Ruth lived at 3877 35th Street from at least 1973, right after her husband died, to the late 1980s. So in the last episode, we had said that we looked into old newspapers, thanks to newspapers.com, for anything regarding a Ruth Price in San Diego, California. But we didn't find anything at all, no matter what year range we looked in. Nothing matched up to this call. But when Tess was trying hard to find the obituary for Ruth Mildred Price, it wasn't coming up either. But after checking newspapers.com and finding no luck either, she started looking through various archives for the San Diego Union Tribune. And that's when Tess hit a fucking gold mine. On Monday, November 3rd, 1980, so eight years before this call was widely thought to have taken place, the San Diego Union Tribune posted the following under their assaults column, quote, Police are looking for a youth who tried to strangle a 76-year-old East San Diego woman yesterday. Officers said Ruth M. Price of the 3800 block of 35th Street was calling police to advise them of a prowler in the area when she was grabbed from behind and choked. She was able to break the attacker's grip after dropping the telephone, screaming, and pulling at the attacker's hands. The youth fled. Price said she did not know why she was assaulted and had never seen the suspect before. Like, holy shit, that is literally the call. This is literally the call. So this means that while Ruth was on the phone in this very real call, people, not a 911 training call, but a real effing call, the man did attack her and choke her, and that's why she was screaming. Then she dropped the phone, and the man fled after she fended him off. And this also means that Ruth would have called the police back to report what happened which is something that we pondered in last week's episode. Exactly. We were wondering, you know, did she call police back or was she even able to if she was murdered, you know? I, I, I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe that we now know exactly what happened. Thank you, Tess. So let's listen to that call one more time with this information. Uh, this is uh, Ruth Price of 3877. What's the problem, ma'am? I don't know. There's some guy been um, checking the place out. How? Oh. Well, he went in the back. I have an apartment in the back, and he said he was looking for a guy. And he comes to my door. Yes. And uh, said he's uh, looking for an apartment. So I'm, I live alone, and I'm an old lady. Mm-hmm. Where, where is he now, ma'am? I don't have no idea. <laughs> Now, let's listen back to this part where she kind of slows down. Well, he went in the back. I have an apartment in the back, and he said he was looking for a guy. And he comes to my door. And, yes. And uh, 
We can assume that this youth maybe entered her home at this point and maybe she was thinking that she heard something. And then seconds later, when she starts screaming, it's because this guy came up behind her so suddenly, while she was on the phone with the 911 operator, and started choking her. So crazy to have this information and be able to put all this together. So whoever said on Reddit that they had heard that this was from 1988 was actually wrong here. And obviously we're not trying to blame them or, you know, say that they were wrong, uh, since this is just basically what they were told. But this call probably took place on either Saturday, November 1st, or Sunday, November 2nd, since the newspaper article was posted on Monday morning of 1980. So it all seems pretty silly when you put it all together, that we just did two episodes on this random and seemingly wonderful lady who experienced a terrifying evening 14 years before she actually died. And this has been an internet mystery for nearly 20 years because of the fact that no one knew what exactly happened to this woman or if the call was real, since her screams are so terrifying and you kind of just automatically assume the worst. But we can finally confirm here, with the help of Tess, Brittany, Amy, and all of you, that this call is real. And thankfully, it did not cause the death of one Ruth Price. Thank you guys so much for listening to this update episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this update. Yes, and thank you guys so much for everybody who shared and listened to the Ruth Price episode and everybody who commented. We got so many comments and so much feedback, whether you thought it was real or fake. Now we know. So I'm just, I can't believe that this actually came to a conclusion. Um, So wild. So thank you guys so much. And also, I just have to say that I'm very thankful that Ruth Price is a badass and she fought off this douchebag. I know. It's so good to be able to hear like her screaming. Not good to hear it, but like it's good to hear it and know that it was just like, not like she was was only being choked. But I mean, like know that the guy left and she ended up being fine and lived another 14 years. Like, woof. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. So for everybody out there in the world. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger.